0: And he's clearly having a blast. I think he's having more fun than anybody in this movie.
1: Yeah, the the whole cast looks like they're having a blast. Yeah. Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins.
2: Alright everybody, welcome to the Sincast. this is Chris Atkinson and from CinemaSins, joined as always by the voice of CinemaSense Jeremy Scott. Aha! Ha ha! <laughs> and from Music Video Sins, Barrett Share. Yes!
0: Yes! Aha.
2: Today Aha. we're going to be doing a mini-pod. Mini-pod! ivy pod mini pod. pod Of Knives Out. Knives out. out. Ryan Johnson's latest film, mm-hmm. going back to the mystery genre. We don't see these very often No, anymore. we don't.
0: No. And that's a shame.
2: Yeah. I can see why they're not mass-produced, but well, we should, We need more. He's yeah.
0: dabbled here. This is not his first, like, Brick is kind of, uh, mm-hmm. at least uh, the, the the language of Brick is sort of like an old-school kind of mystery. But here he just goes full Agatha Christie. Um, but
1: it's not Agatha Christie. That's, that's the issue. Like, Branagh did Murder on the Orient Express a couple of years ago, and it's like, it was a good movie. It was well done, but we've seen that exact same story- done arguably better mm-hmm. before yeah and so even if you do get new movies with mysteries they're usually old mysteries that mm-hmm. you know uh even some of the sherlock stuff like you've seen that before like with with this it's wholly new it's a new who done whodunit the, you have to keep guessing
0: i like most about knives out was that <clears throat> it's not at all trying to be a traditional agatha christie style mystery mm-hmm. in, in that It's not necessarily trying to get you to predict who the killer is. Mm -hmm. Um, It plays a few cards early on that most mysteries wouldn't play that early. And then it becomes about, well, what am I supposed to be figuring out? Mm -hmm. The mystery is the mystery, if that makes sense. I think somebody said that to Mm -hmm. me on Twitter. I don't want to steal that. Um, But I liked the off-kilterness of of watching this in that it, it felt very much like a traditional Agatha Christie whodunit, but also... Very much unlike that. Mm-hmm. let
2: uh, Daniel Craig is saying when he's in the car at the one point where he's like, I was looking for a donut hole in a donut, <laughs> and now I found out there's an entirely different <laughs> hole cut into this other
0: donut donut hole. So our donut hole is actually another donut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um. So uh, I loved it. I, I really, really, really liked it. I am not a 100% sure I connected to it as much as everybody else has. Oh, really? I'm going to give it a good grade. I see the artistry. I really enjoyed watching it, but it didn't grip me in the way that made me want to immediately watch it again. Um,
1: Is this your oeuvre? Is this like uh, are you, are you a mystery fan?
0: Uh, I, I like there's them. not a
1: whole lot to choose from. You know, everybody brings up the comparisons with Clue, but that was 1985, mm-hmm. you know. Uh so I like mysteries, but yeah, we, I haven't been like Steeped in them. This without a clue was one of them. What is the other one with uh, Michael Caine sleuth? Sleuth. Michael Caine is also in without a clue. I think too. Yes. Yeah. But uh, so I, I I like it personally. But you're you're kind of just like,
0: right. I maybe I need. I, I honestly feel like this is one of those cases where I came to it three days too late, five days too late, mm. and all I had heard was glowing praise. Me too. And so, um, maybe that caused me to sort of challenge the movie more than I would have mm. if I hadn't heard anything about it. Um, I think the acting is insanely good. Mm-hmm. I particularly think the, the kid blue guy from Looper, who plays one of the two detectives, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. steals the movie for me <laughs> yeah, completely. <he's> awesome. <laughs> Obviously, Daniel Craig is outstanding. Uh, the pieces of this puzzle all fit together by the time you learn them all perfectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's very clear he spent a prestige level of time planning all this out and I can appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Um, I just did, you know. I guess I wanted to come out going, "Yes," and I didn't. I came out going, "That was pretty awesome." Yeah, that guy you're talking about is
2: Noah Segan, He's been in every Ryan Johnson movie. Yeah,
0: they have some kind of special connection. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Looper was his largest role because uh, mm-hmm. he played Kid Blue in that, and that's his Twitter handle, I think too. Mm-hmm. But he's he has very little lines even in Knives <laughs> Out. It's a lot of what he steals the movie with are just <sighs> quick cuts, <laughs> expressions, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or him kind of like he's he's a fan of everything. Yeah, he's a yeah. fan of the the late author that owns this house he's a fan of the detective that's come to town who has (laughs) you know a bit of a reputation um you know i thought the score was pretty awesome yes uh there's not going to be very much i say that that i think was bad about the movie i just i I guess i wanted to feel the magic a little bit more because it seems like everybody else did
2: uh i've seen this movie twice yeah um uh i watched it i think it was opening night uh and then i watched it with barrett Mm Mm-hmm um and uh i i enjoyed it more the second time Mm. um mainly because now when you know how everything falls together you can start looking for other things and and it's amazing how many other like layers are in this thing that you didn't realize the first time um yeah i i really really i loved this Mm -hmm. i love this a lot um acting performances i agree with you uh i think this is a, a breakout role for anna de armas mm-hmm. who uh, has been kind of this i don't know girlfriend wife in american movies and everything
0: um she I, almost turned this movie down she did initially because it was told to her it was sold to her as the hispanic housekeeper and mm-hmm. she was like i don't want to play any more of that like oh, i want to do funny. more meaty roles and then they had to get back with her and say no this is the meatiest role <laughs> in the <whole> yeah. Movie. <laughs> yeah
2: and and even even stuff like blade runner 2049 i don't feel like she was like really used well i mean she's She's integral to the plot and everything, but like not, I mean, she's a hologram. She's a sex bot. Yeah, Yeah, she's a sex bot. (laughs) Yeah. And, and like in, and the first time I ever saw her was, uh, was in, uh, was it War Dogs? I think the, the Jonah Hill, the Jonah Hill movie. I remember because she's stunning. Yeah. She's absolutely stunning, but that was, that's sort of what they've played up with her is how stunning she is. So like, she's always this sexy, you know, whatever. And here she's just like dressed down. Mm -hmm getting to you know just eat up this role and she's terrific in it and there's there are parts in here where she's so funny i don't even know if she knows how funny she
0: is
2: (laughs) um i would love to know the pro like what her thought process was and all of this because there's some things in there i'm like is it is am i am i think do i think this is funny because she's delivering this line Just perfectly? Or is there some other aspect? I don't know what it is, but she's hilarious in this. She is. In, 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 very sneakily hilarious. Uh, of course, Daniel Craig is great in this, mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Craig, I mean, this could have been uh, over the top,
0: mm-hmm. and it ends up not being uh, over the top at all. Yeah, it could have, especially with the accent. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, you, it's not easy to carve out your own... Uh, compelling detective mm-hmm. in you know this world where we've got a Sherlock Holmes we've got a Hercule Poirot we've got you know we've got all these famous people who solve murders to put yourself out there and create a new persona I think is a little risky and he's clearly having a blast i think he's having more fun than anybody oh, in this God. movie
1: yeah what well, the whole the whole cast looks like they're having a blast yeah but yeah even they even subvert it within the movie with chris evans's character saying you know what's with this fucking like colonel sanders routine mm, yeah. like that and i'm like yeah it is but he's just right on that edge right of there.
2: being like uh you know too much yep and and yeah and i'm so glad too that it's not like He's got this wicked sense of ability or anything like that. He's doing real detective work. You know, uh and and you'll see and you'll see that by the time this movie is over. Like he's doing real detective work. Mm -hmm. He's thinking it out. He's not sitting there going, Oh, I see some wine (laughs) next to the fireplace. There must be a secret passage here. And like, oh, I'm gonna get into a fight. Well, he's gonna do this first, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna dodge it and I'm gonna (laughs) do this. You know, it's none of that bullshit. Um I I really enjoy I enjoyed all the these the family is a cast of characters, they're a mix of liberal and conservative, Mm -hmm. like alt-right conservative. Mm-hmm. and everything michael shannon of course is great this one's he's not super intense and playing no. michael shannon he's yeah. like playing a real like real guy in this you know <laughs> has the biggest laugh in the movie for me i mean i absolutely
1: rolled this isn't a spoiler but he's yelling at chris evans who's been like just smarmy and eating these cookies and shit like that and then finally the the family erupts and there's just a quick Shot of him screaming at Chris Evans, going, "How'd you like some more cookies?" Yes. <laughs> In his typical Michael Shannon thing, and yeah. it's so great.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And my one complaint, I guess, would be that it, it ends up the cast is so great, it ends up feeling like a few of them don't get enough to do. Yep.
2: Well, lakeith um, Stanfield, for one, yeah. Yeah. I don't think does, and he's he's like he's been great and commanded almost everything he's ever been in in atlanta he's like a a a smaller character and he he just owns that show a lot of the time and then uh he only gets that he gets one little spot in get out and uh, and he's the main guy he's the main guy in that um sorry to bother you um Uh, in this one, he's a, he's the lead detective that's actually come out to, he's basically ruling this a suicide and everything. And he doesn't have much else to go on. He's got a couple of lines here and there that he gets to go, gets to, but he feels extraneous when Daniel Craig's there doing his thing. And then, yeah, you have the other dude, his partner is like making these little quips and he's just kind of the, He's kind of the straight man to everything. Yeah,
1: he's the Joe Friday. I actually, uh, you're right, uh, because he, he could do more, but I th- I think the movie needed one non-insane for sure, character. For sure, for um, sure. I just, think he does the most he can with it's it. It's just
2: one of those where you put the actor in and you wish it was somebody else, and yeah. then Lakeith Stanfield could have played one of the more interesting characters. Yeah. I
0: have a feeling, because I mean, I, I, I think I'm going to be on an island here, but I think even Jamie Lee Curtis and Don Johnson could have used more time, and uh, Hmm? uh, Tony Collette. Yeah. Um, I think there's a a two-and-a-half-hour, two-hour and 40-minute cut of this movie somewhere that would be right in my way. We need to release the Johnson (laughs) cut! (laughs) (laughs) I think I just wanted more... Because for me, in a mystery, when you short shrift somebody on time, you have either written a bad mystery if they turn out to be the killer, or you've told me up front, like, the kid from the It movies... I'm not worried about him at all, like oh, the yeah. whole movie. He's <laughs> inconsequential. Who's described in the most fantastic ways. He is, and he <laughs> takes all that with a straight face. But as an actor, if I were him, I'd be a little disappointed that I was called in and basically stare at my phone for the whole movie. That's true. Should uh, we grade it and go into spoiler talk Yeah, then? Yeah, let's uh, let's
2: grade this thing and uh, and go on to spoilers.
1: Uh, this is an A for me bordering on an A+. Plus. Mm-hmm. I had so much fun. Now- I think I also suffered from the lofty expectations, and I hate that. I try to, like, tamp those down and just try to focus on the movie in front of me. But this was really – I was anticipating it on my own, and then I heard all the good stuff. And then when I finally saw it, it somehow lived up to those expectations, almost exceeded it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree with you it's weird because we definitely me i would never call for a longer cut of a movie most of the time yeah but i agree i think i think you could give a little bit more and and this could uh, i don't want to go back to this universe yeah uh but yeah it's at at least an a for me all right
2: uh yeah i'm gonna give it an a as well um it's one of those movies that i don't know if i could have enjoyed more um and, uh, I, you know, I, I guess it would, I guess it would have taken just a few other little special things for me to make this an A plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, but yeah, I, I, I thought, I thought this was an A. I enjoyed every bit of it. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to go a minus only because if I go a, I don't think that truly represents my experience. Cause I do think everything about it was great. I just didn't feel the magic that everybody else felt, sure. but I can't, I can hardly knock it. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Anyway. Mm-hmm. All right, now let's talk some spoiler shit. All right. Let's Go do on with spoilers. No spoilers! The the I kind of right?
2: Luke's what? father is actually Darth Vader. She's the sister and the daughter.
0: The just no, 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 no no, was... no, 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 I'm reading the books.
2: Yeah, so we were talking, I was about to get into spoilers in the, before the spoilers, but the, yeah, the character that, uh, I think it's Jade Martell is his name. What yeah. Is it? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is, uh, is this he's not used very well either and he is just looking at his phone most of the time and it looks like he's a character that might come back to be like all these characters and mysteries that they don't focus on uh you tend to think oh well maybe they know way more than they they've been letting on this whole time and then Mm -hmm. there's going to be this big revelation and everything but nope never happens for that guy he's just the masturbating
1: nazi he's just the masturbating (laughs)
2: nazi yeah um
1: casually it's so casually yeah. mentioned and, and reveal it's so great yeah
2: yeah uh but uh yeah what uh, what uh, I guess everybody is alluding to how this is not really the typical who done it mystery is that we know who did it uh in somewhere around the first third of the movie we know um because and it does it in this sort of almost mission impossible way where you remember when ethan is like thinking about all the things that are actually happening yeah while john void is sitting there telling him what really actually didn't yeah, happen yeah uh so a lot of these people are telling stories like well oh it was just about this and then they tell the truth in the flashback mm-hmm. and uh and and it's and it's a little unusual because you're you're expecting that whatever they say to be what is on the screen and it's not, and everything is a lie. Every single one of those people lie to Daniel Craig and to Lucky Stanfield mm-hmm. and everybody. Um, uh, so yeah. So like r- early on, we know that Christopher Plummer has committed suicide and he's done it for a very, very strange, like, uh, elaborate reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and it's, and it's one of it's, considering the family that he has left behind it is the ultimate self-sacrifice that you would never expect yeah yeah um and uh and you know the, the long story short is she thinks is she's given him 100 milligrams of morphine right when uh he usually gives him 100 milligrams of whatever that other thing he goes was. how yeah. much do you
0: usually give me and she goes three mm-hmm. <laughs> It made me think of john lovitz because he says something like well that's a great deal more <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah 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 and uh and and he keeps he's
2: like he's like uh, so you gave me 100 milligrams of the good stuff and she's like Uh, you know after i've given you this much you may want to stop calling it the good stuff (laughs) um so so they believe that she believes that she's given him 100 milligrams of morphine he's only got 15 minutes to live if if she can't find this like uh
1: naltrexone or or whatever the antidote is
2: yeah they have this antidote that comes along just in case this type of thing happens but she can't find it and uh And, uh, so he thinks, well, it's going to take 15 minutes for them, for the cops to get here anyway. Then when they get here, they're going to, they're going to ask a lot of questions of you. And then your your whole family is going to be deported because you're from they they change it four or five times. Yeah. It's so funny nobody knows where she's from. They say Uruguay, Paraguay, Ecuador, Brazil. Brazil. <laughs> they, <laughs> Again, so the casually. funniest thing ever. Uh, yeah, yeah. The first time I watched it, I didn't even notice. Oh that, really? Yeah. I was just sitting because I didn't I didn't it didn't matter to sure. me where she was from. Yeah, like, yeah, But they were saying Ecuador and then and then somebody it says Uruguay later and you're whatever. But then the next time I went through it, I was like, "Damn, four times!" And
1: it's stated as a matter of fact, too. That, like it's not even yeah, a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like, well, maybe Bolivia or even something some, like
2: that. Even some even some characters who have already stated Ecuador <laughs> or whatever will go to Uruguay or
0: Paraguay. Yeah, <laughs> and it's a, it's a great juxtaposition with you know because to the to her face they're like at first they're like, well, we want to take care of yep. you. We want to use some of this wealth that we were going to inherit from Dad. We want to take you're part of a family, and it takes nothing. <laughs> nothing for them to turn on her on a dime later in the movie because that's not genuine that's not how they really feel the the reaching for the not knowing what south american country she comes from and not giving a shit that's who they really are yeah that's sort of the point
2: yeah yeah and um and so yeah she he he believes that yeah they'll be deported his her whole family will be deported so in the act of self-sacrifice he he tells her this is what you need to do. Tells her all these steps to sort of like get away with murder, even yeah. though she hasn't made it hasn't hasn't done the murder. And uh, he kills himself. And then she has to go back and follow all these steps and everything. Uh, but meanwhile, there's other stuff going on in the background mm-hmm. with the Chris Evans character. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and he, he's got his own thing going on and it's a crazy. Now, if there's any one thing about the plot that I, I that I, the, the, the whole like switcheroo thing that he does i wish that it meant more to the like sh- she gave she gave christopher Plummer the right
0: correct thing mm-hmm. well as i remember he switched him mm-hmm. and then she accidentally switched him when giving the dose and that's why she thought she'd given him 100 milligrams of morphine
1: correct the label was the label said incorrect. morphine yeah, yeah yeah.
0: and ultimately if chris evans had never switched him. What he wanted to happen would have happened anyway, because she mixed him up. Well, no, went, that's mm, what I'm that's what I'm getting
2: at. It wouldn't have happened anyway because How does, she how's that because she would have looked at the bottle and seen the 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 liquid was different in each bottle. The reason why she gave the right thing was because she didn't bother looking at the label. She just knew what it looked like. Okay. Because so, she's a good nurse. So it didn't matter what the swi- what happened when he it didn't matter that he switched it. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a typical irony that comes from something like this that I f- wish had happened and there's no irony here. Yeah. There's no irony because it turns out it wouldn't have mattered one way or the other cuz she's a good nurse. Correct. So that was the only thing I wish that it mattered more that he switched it. I agree. Yeah, I
1: agree. I I think that worked for me just because that is the only tangible evidence that they could have had is the tox report saying that he didn't have that morphine in his system. Mm -hmm. And that's what triggers the whole reveal is that if he had the right medication in his system or if he didn't have the wrong medication in his system, then that's how that's the key that opens up this whole thing. Well, she's a
0: good nurse. Mm -hmm. She would have maybe known the difference, but she still fools herself well because the liquid is
1: already transferred
0: right but she looks at the labels and doesn't go well i would have known the difference she goes oh i'm I fucking killed this correct guy. Yeah, and yeah that's yeah, yeah. but then, in, in a roundabout way that's why he's dead
2: but the reason <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. but the reason why he said that was not that it's not that she looked at the bottle and go and said oh this is it it's a i think she's he's talking about her subconscious subconsciously she knew sure that and that may be like not well represented by the way he says it it sounds like oh you just knew Mm -hmm. because she didn't just know or else that would have never happened and everything. i just feel like that was the one thing about it i was like i wish it mattered more because she was going to give him the right dose i guess the only thing is is that yes she does have to look at the bottle and realize that the label is switched yeah i think that's why and she plays it so perfectly i think that's why she
1: has this great moment of panic because i think she's trusting her instincts and she's like hold on one second and then she looks at it and you know her heart drops basically Mm -hmm. and she's like how could this have happened but i don't really have time to think about how Mm -hmm. this could happen because you're about to die
0: Yeah. yeah the one thing that bothered me was the vomit lie detector yeah i figured. Um, not because it's vomit on screen, which it really only is the last time. And yeah, yes, yeah. that's gross and unnecessary, but I know why it's there. But just the, the idea that, I mean, because it becomes pretty fucking important mm-hmm. at least twice in the movie that she pukes if she tells a lie. Um, although she says early in the movie, if, even even if I think about lying, I puke. Right. and then later in the movie she lies and it's a good 20 seconds later before she pukes yeah and i feel like that was a little fast and loose and the whole idea that everybody knows she's gonna throw up if she t- i don't know i just i didn't like that point at all and uh that's maybe the only real real gripe i have yeah yeah, yeah.
2: and i and i and i thought maybe that might come back as a, as another thing too is that she would either be faking it mm. or uh some other kind of thing was going to happen where like like oh that's reliable we know that she throws up when she lies and that she would just do it on something that she told the truth about Uh. and i thought that was kept kept was going to come back into play and that never really did Mm. either those two things that i'm bringing up are very minor (laughs) i don't want to make it out i just it just feels like when you have something like a bottle switching or something like that kind of a plot thing with the vomit or whatever it feels like there should be a little bit more irony there mm. and i guess the way necessarily this mystery rolls out you don't you, you can't really have the irony you you have no way of making it ironic by mm. the end of it but um but i really was ho- kind of hoping that like oh because she knew and because the bottles were switched and all that if she if if he had never switched it it would have it would have ended in his death i wish that's Sort of, but they, you can't do it the way it's constructed. I got you. Yeah, so. I did
0: like the, uh, <clears throat> once you find out at the very end when Daniel Craig motions to the blood on her shoe that he knew she had been involved somehow, because mm-hmm. uh, the whole movie is kind of playing with, does he suspect she's done something or does he think she's really nice and he's just using her for information? You don't really ever know until the very, very end, but I love that sequence in the middle of. When the dog runs up to her and hands her this broken piece of trellis that she <laughs> yeah. climbed up, and she like puts it behind her back, and Daniel Craig doesn't see it, and then she turns and throws it, and you're like, "Wow, she got away with it." Nope, dog comes running back yeah. up <laughs> and hands it to Daniel Craig. I love the 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 way the mystery revealed itself, uh, sometimes out of Daniel Craig's control, and sometimes in it. Um, and then the whole twist about what did Grandma see? Because we know one thing Grandma saw, but Grandma saw more than we knew. Like it's just it's so tightly written. Uh, it, it's hard to not just praise the thing. No,
1: that's that was my favorite part of it. And I think that noticing the dot on uh, the drop of blood on her shoe, I think that's a little wink to him revealing the answer to the riddle early. Because, mm-hmm. like you said, the mystery is the mystery, mm-hmm. right? Because you, you see exactly what happened, and it 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 doesn't even look like. It's a it's an unreliable narrator or anything like that. It looks like this actually happened because she's going downstairs and with the, the yeah. cow on and all that stuff. And uh, and I was like, hold on. So now we know. And now we're set on this, this chain of events of, is she going to get away with it? That kind of thing. And then what is the purpose of the family? And then the will reading and all that stuff. It takes you on such an unusual journey for a mystery where, you're, like you're saying, you're not trying to figure out who done it. You know who done it. But, like, there's got to be something else that I'm missing here. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's just revealed in such a beautiful way, I think, visually, with that whole Game of Thrones knife thing yeah. in there, and then with Daniel Craig, like, undressing, basically, and, like, putting his tie in and all that shit. That It's just beautiful. I love it.
2: That was another thing, noticing on the second roll, runaround, was how Christopher Plummer was talking about how he Chris Evans reminded him of him when he was his age. Mm-hmm. And how he said, I didn't know the difference between a real knife and a stage knife. And and by the end of this, he pulls out a stage <laughs> knife. He tries to get it off of that Game of Thrones thing. Mm-hmm. The stab Ana de Armas and everything. And it's a stage knife. Boy,
0: and, everybody, uh, All the cops were pretty slow on the drop in that scene, though. Yeah, yeah they were. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he pulls that knife off and lunges <laughs> at her. And then the cops start moving. And if that's not a prop knife, she's dead.
2: Yep. By the way, Chris Evans' face during that scene. One of the most menacing things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's insane how, like, I I would, like, really very scared I would be of seeing that. <laughs> uh.
0: It does sort of all require um, the, the grandfather to have told one of the children he was going to give everything to Marta. Yeah. And that seems a little out of character for the character as we see him on screen. Because if he doesn't tell Chris Evans, I'm cutting everybody out of the will, I'm giving it all to Marta, then the movie doesn't happen as as we know it. You if know, he just te- if, even if he just says, I'm cutting you out. Right. No, I, I agree. Because everyone's mad at him and everybody wants money and he's pissed off everybody that night. He fired Michael Shannon. Um, he was going to reveal the affair that Alan Johnson was having. Everybody's mad. Everybody's got a quote unquote motive. But he specifically told one guy. And he had even set up this whole thing for them to come in with the lawyer and have the thing read and read the letter first. And Mm -hmm. and would a manipulating gotcha kind of guy like that, would he tell somebody early? Would he tip his hand?
1: Okay, so I think that they set this up to where he communicates to each of his progeny in different ways. Like with Jamie Lee Curtis's character, it's the invisible ink. It's the the, the tricks and, Mm -hmm. and the games and stuff like that with the Michael Shannon character he's a little yeah he's pretty direct with him when he's firing him but it's clear that he's been coddling him all yep. this time and then he'll say that you know with the Chris Evans character he's the most me like me there is and so i think it makes sense that he's communicating with, with him more directly and more mm-hmm. honestly mm-hmm. Okay. saying fuck you dude you know you've been a fuck up this whole time that's it and he even comes clean with the the Tony Collette character i had to go to the bathroom during that scene mm-hmm. uh but it seems like he's a little more, like, I don't know, couching his her feelings and his reveal to her.
0: Oh, I didn't feel that way. Was this like, talking about the money that he's not going to give anymore yeah, for the school? Yeah. I thought like she was slapping her around. She's oh, double really?
2: dipping, essentially. Was, yeah. I guess one, one goes to the actual tuition so that she, her daughter can go to college. And then the other, I don't know how the other one got paid out, though. I couldn't quite follow that. Like, why was he giving two different... From what I
1: could hear on the way to the bathroom, it sounded like he's only giving her money with a little bit extra for the tuition, and she is, like, recharging that amount for her personal gain.
2: Yeah, but it just seems like that's something he would have figured out if he was paying that much money. That's true. Towards it. If there's no, like, I don't see where the secret, unless she's got an account that she can withdraw from anytime she wants. And then it's just like, well, that's a little bit of money that he won't miss. Mm -hmm. Then I can see that whatever. And she is actually, she's the wife of a, of a son that he's Mm -hmm. lost. So she's not really even part of the family, but she's she says, oh, I feel part of the family and their flashbacks is like shows her trying to dance with people and nobody wants <laughs> any part of so her. She keeps Great. like touching the other <laughs> one. She doesn't
0: even move at all. <laughs> I also love the bit where Okay, the first 25 minutes of the movie is kinetic as fuck, mm-hmm. and I i feel like it has to slow down by nature after that, but that's where I was most feeling the magic is when he's interviewing everybody for the first time before Daniel Craig's even spoken, and the cop will ask a question, and Don Johnson will answer, and he'll go back to the cop, and he'll say something else, but then it'll be Michael Shannon in yeah. the chair, um, and like Don Johnson's memory of the birthday party is like him and uh his wife behind uh the grandpa was blowing mm-hmm. out the candles and then when michael oh, shannon's yeah. telling the story it's michael shannon in right, his head, right, and he's standing right. behind while they're blowing <laughs> out the candles everybody has their own i I enjoyed when the movie did that and played with the everybody's perceptions being different mm-hmm. yeah yeah
2: um also has one of my favorite final shots in the oh movie. my god that's gorgeous so we have that will thing that happens in there where he's given everything to marta uh, I'm, I am, I'm, 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 I'm interested by the way, if he, you know, if he w- didn't die that night, cause he just switched everything over, sure, like, just did. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if the, his plan was to get everybody to like, maybe have one last chance to get back into the will and everything. Although he does tell Chris Evans that I'm giving everything to Marta. So, yeah. so I'm wondering if that was a sort of a, you know, a charge out there to, you know, to everybody like they've been put on notice or whatever but i don't know yeah uh maybe he knows chris evans will want to kill him i have no idea (laughs) Uh, a lot of this stuff converges all in one night um but the will uh with the the will reading everybody's expecting to get one piece of this thing jamie lee curtis is expecting to get the house michael Shannon's is expecting to get the publishing Mm -hmm. and uh then uh, uh chris evans is not gonna knows he's not gonna get anything right uh, and Tony Collette. I can't remember what he what she supposedly. Uh, I don't even know if she was expecting anything, but everything goes to Marta. And so then the 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 second half of this movie is where basically Chris Evans thinks he knows that she killed him, and we don't know exactly what his motives are at that moment. But you think, oh, he might be a good guy after all, or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, they go through all this stuff, and then yeah, by the end of it uh they they exonerate marta and she is at the top of the the little balcony thing looking down on the family that used to be in this house everybody's just looking up at her and she lifts that mug that says, my house, my rules, yeah. my, <laughs> coffee. <laughs> uh, my coffee, I fucking love it. It's, uh, yeah. The next time I watch that movie, I'm probably going to go into tears because it's just one of those where the tension just builds
0: up. Well, and, and they they showed you that mug mm-hmm. in just the right way earlier in the movie. Mm-hmm. So you remember it when you're seeing that final shot. And as my eyes were going down, I think my brain, my memory got to what, the, what it said <laughs> before my eyes did. And God, it is one of the best final shots i've seen in a long time
2: yeah it just it gives me chills and that's one of the things that is the movie's gonna leave me with that great just like ah man that's exactly how this movie should have ended Mm -hmm. and everything because there's (laughs) there's just a big huge under undercurrent of other political things going on in this movie and that that last scene is such a like a
0: triumph in the beginning of that last scene they're all leaving and um Jamie Lee Curtis is like going to smoke a cigarette, and that's when the ink shows up, mm-hmm. and she finds out Don Johnson cheated on her. John Don Johnson's out in the driveway and turns. Next time we go back out there, he's got a big fucking black eye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> don't yeah. See yeah, any of what yeah, happens, yeah, yeah. But he's got a big fucking black eye. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I like uh, almost as much what the movie didn't show you as much as what it did. Mm mm-hmm. so I, I do oh no go ahead you, no i was just gonna say i guess we're all re- definitely recommending this movie this would be a hard recommend from all of us yes, absolutely for yeah. sure you could uh, double feature this with greedy yeah I I was, that, that was fun, one of those
2: funny when i was going through that will thing i was sitting there going man this is a lot like greedy it yeah. was <laughs> where like he's kirk douglas is doing this whole thing where he's like basically auditioning everybody to get in his yeah. will and michael j fox is the only guy who shows any kind of like you know humanity in the in the whole thing hill hartman's
0: so great in that movie.
2: oh yeah i know oh my god but uh yes we are all recommending this movie um and knives out is one of my favorite this year uh parasite would probably be up there we haven't been having a chance to talk about parasite much mm-hmm. but parasites in that conversation as well um a couple others maybe but those two have stuck with me the most um Yeah, I'd I'd say that
1: right now it's one and two with with those. I had just a fucking blast when we were casually talking with Jonathan uh, before before I had actually seen this movie. He was saying, I'd I'd like to actually see more mysteries with Benoit Blanc. I totally would. I want to go back to this universe, the way that it's shot. Ryan Johnson or his cinematographer shoots this just it's not really like anything that you see out there because the source material is so different. Uh, you don't usually see it's like it's like game night mm-hmm. where you don't usually see this level of cinematography with mm-hmm. this type of movie. No, yeah. And I want to go back to that universe. I want to see this movie again, like as soon as possible.
0: I actually mm-hmm. thought that while I was watching it was that this character's strong enough he could be his own Poirot and do other whether it was books or graphic novels or movies that's mm-hmm. that was a strong character creation yeah, there yeah, between yeah. the two of them i think it took ryan johnson's writing and daniel craig's interpretation but yeah i'd watch more with that guy and
2: mm-hmm. and the good
0: thing is is that
2: knives out is a hit like
0: yeah when i
2: when i saw the trailers for this however long ago it was i was like oh man thanksgiving release uh i don't know uh but it just started building this sort of like Everybody started. I kind of want to see that. Everybody was kind of. I kind of want to see that. And it's made 120 million worldwide oh, so far. Wow, 60 million here, 60 million elsewhere. Uh, I we're we could very well see more Benoit Blanc at some point.
1: Well, good. I mean. <laughs> You know, we had this groundswell of support for something like Booksmart earlier in this year. That was this year. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, it was. So that would be God. This year has been forever. It has. Uh, but yeah, but it didn't translate to box office success, mm-hmm. right? And so I'm glad at least one of these did. You
2: know? Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think Booksmart will find uh, its audience. Oh, though. totally. I even so.
0: Superbad didn't wasn't like a huge box office. Well, piranza.
2: no, it was. Was it really? Yeah, it was big. How big? hundred and something million okay, domestic. Yeah.
0: Even some other movie besides Superbad that went on. Even Austin Powers wasn't a big hit when it came out, but it grew following later.
2: Very true, very true. <laughs> uh but uh yeah so uh everybody needs to go see knives out of course if you're in the spoiler section you may have already seen it and you just want to hear what we say Mm -hmm. you've already seen it so uh but uh we are highly recommending it and uh yeah we can we can we can move on with our lives now (laughs) um all right well that'll do it for this mini pod go to sincast presented by cinema on facebook we're also on soundcloud reddit uh cinema twitter music video Sins twitter uh, and we're also on uh, Discord. If you want to get on Discord, you can get a a link on the Reddit page on the right side of the page, or you can go to the Facebook page and private message me, and I will give you a link. Nice, yeah. Uh, but that'll do it for this one. It's uh, Chris Atkins and Jeremy Scott and Barrett Share. We'll see you next time. Thanks for
1: listening. Comment on our episodes on our SoundCloud page. Check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. And be sure to visit CinemaSins.com. I'm just seeing that uh, Mm -hmm. Joseph Gordon-Levitt apparently has a voice cameo as Detective Hard
0: Rock. On the TV show, yeah. I heard that too. I would never have caught that. On the TV show? tv at some point he's a voice on the yeah the, oh. the, the the her sister
2: is watching that mystery yeah. whatever thing
0: suck my ass you remember <laughs> in city slickers 2 and he gets bit on the ass by a rattlesnake yep. and he tries to get the other friend to suck the poison out mm-hmm. but he ends up i think it's I think it's the tall one with glasses who was in the Celtic Pride movie. Daniel Stern. Daniel Stern. <laughs> I think it's him. It's Celtic Pride. Where the fuck is he? That is, that is an amazing pull. <laughs> he's he's in Celtic Pride. He is.
2: He is. <laughs> but what's amazing is that we all were like Daniel Stern immediately. <laughs> Not like one of the wet bandits in Home Alone. <laughs> no, or the narrator of the Wonder narrator Years. Narrator of the Wonder Years, but Celtic pride, Daniel Stern.
0: <laughs> oh, it's got to be Daniel Stern. Yeah, Prince. it's like we
2: were in Quiz Show and shit. Oh, my God.